it's a process. It's not easy. There's, there's periods of feeling alone and, and, and my confidence is quite low. It's like, is this the right thing to do? I kind of poke my head up the next day and I'm like, oh yeah, like it's fine. It's fine. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Mission Driven Podcast. My name is Rich Brubaker. Together with my co-conspirator, Tom Sayer, this is the Mission Driven Podcast where our goal is to inspire, engage, and equip the next generation of mission-driven entrepreneurs. We've recorded about 30 episodes, uh, which are released every week, covering topics that we believe to be like the core topics that every mission-driven entrepreneur should be considering as they look to scale up their mission-driven organizations. Should you find these episodes valuable, we would really appreciate if you help us beat the algorithm. Like, share, subscribe. Those are always great things. With that, we're going to get into this episode right away. And this one's going to be all about confidence, the need for it, where to get it, where do we get it, where have we gotten it, and what do you do when you've lost it? I think Tom and I, we've talked a lot about you know everything from when we've been scaling up to when we've been burning out, and confidence has been kind of core to all that. This is a, an important conversation because everyone struggles with this question or this belief or this voice in their head, should I be doing this? Can I be doing this? Am I the right person that can be doing this? Am I going to be able to do it of quality? Can I do it transparently enough? I find myself, my role in it is uh, to boost their confidence saying, yes, you can do it. Now, will you be able to implement it to the level of quality that you would like it to be Mm. uh, delivered at? Probably not. You're probably not going to hit it on the first shot. You might. Probably not. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Right. And you should and, and you iterate off of that and you learn from it. Right. And then I just find that, especially at the early stage, you know, it's important to have people that help you build, you know, your confidence. Are you finding the entrepreneurs that you're talking to? Are you talking to more younger, less experienced professionals who are jumping in? Or these are seasoned people just trying to be entrepreneurs for the first time? What's the I mean, I'm talking to people that are 15 years old to 75. And they all struggle with the unrealistic expectations that society has put on giving back nonprofit, mission-driven, social entrepreneurs. We are supposed to be innovating. Packed right away. Yeah. And and that's just not not possible. I was talking to a group of executives um, one time, and these were the hypos, the high potentials at the organization. And one guy was like, how did you have the confidence to even do this? And actually, it was funny because, you know, when you and I started our organizations, we were what, late 20s, roughly? I mean, I was in my late 20s, early 30s. And my, my answer was like, I didn't know any better. Like, if I had known all the work involved, I would not have had the confidence to do it. But because I was just like focused on one specific event and one specific partner and one specific team. And it was like, it was just, it was so easy because it was a, it was achievable off the bat because I had no expectations. And I feel like that for me is a big part of it when I'm talking to entrepreneurs who are, you know, they've gotten dinged, you know, and they, their confidence like, oh, I don't know if I can get anything done. It's like, well, you've gotten a lot done, but you're not getting what done you thought you should or what people told you should be at. And that was, that's always been kind of core to where I see those, where people start to wobble a little bit. I find that what people struggle with is this overwhelming feeling of being alone and that they're doing this alone. And and so what I try to build with them very quickly is their tribe, their, their personal infrastructure, people from outside of the organization, their family, their friends that are positive. Anyone that isn't positive towards it, you know, 
put them in a box over here. And then I say, all right, now you got to build up your organizational infrastructure. Right. Start with your board of directors. That board is there to support the founder at the beginning. Right. right. And then start building up your team. And as you build up your, your tribe, your group, I think that that really helps with the confidence yeah, um, so, and you're no longer faking it because, yeah. because you have a group of people that, that believe in the mission. What I actually found for myself was that my lowest points of confidence are when I feel alone. That's not to say that I am alone. That doesn't say there are other entrepreneurs I can reach out to, but when you feel that way, that's where I feel like I've always been at my bottom. COVID's that's actually changed quite a bit because I feel like we're all in this together. We're now much more open about talking, but before it was like, is anyone else feeling this? The way that I look at it is it's, it's a process. Mm. I mean, it really is. Mm. It's not easy. Yeah. There's, there's periods of feeling alone and, 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 uh, and, and my confidence is quite low, even after 17 years of donating libraries. Yeah. Like, is this the right thing to do? Like, like, well, of course it is, you yeah. know, like, you know, and then I, I kind of poke my head up the next day and I'm like, oh yeah, like it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But that, that um, moment though, man, like that becomes the problem because then your, your eyes off the ball, right? Like I've been there where for a while I wasn't really confident what I was thinking about or what I wanted to do or what the organization should be or the team is like for that time, you're just, you're just floating around. You're not finding any yeah. traction. It just gets easier to procrastinate you. I can remember a time where I was putting up proposals for months. Cause I was just like, you know, yes. they don't really want to do the work with me. Like, you know, it was like, they, they're not really, they're just fishing. And like, you know, you start making up all these kind of, I won't call them excuses, but it becomes your mindset. And that's the, the hardest part of like losing your confidence. On the other side of the question. Yeah. What positively impacts your day the most? But you know, I, look, Tom, I, I don't think that part's rocket science. I think that part is like you find success somewhere or someone externally validates your idea. Now, as part of the pivot conversation, I talked about like what would help me validate my idea to where I feel confident going more in. It would be someone paying for the service. It would be someone sharing the video. It would be someone interacting with that product or that piece of work and in some way saying, hey, you're on the right path. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the team. I am not someone who gets directly involved in programming um, at all. So you're very different. You yeah. get your hands on. Hands in, on. in programming. And so I get my energy and confidence from my team. Yeah. To me, that's it. Yeah. Like we keep going back. Like when you have a team, if you don't have a number two, right? Like if you are a solo entrepreneur, you're not a group of people, you've got to build that first mission oriented team. And if you do that, it's a huge boost to whatever idea you have. But I do still want to find people who are like, yeah, man, we're, we're all working on this together. And when you have that, it just makes your day so much easier. It's that physical environment that you're in. Are you in the right environment? It's just so huge. Yeah. I mean, talking about physical environment, I do think that environment really matters. Yeah. And that's something for me, you know, the environment my office is in, the environment that my team is in, uh, the organization, yeah. me physically, yeah. Uh, that really affects how, where my confidence is. I, you know, the other thing I was thinking about is, and we were talking about this earlier, is the fact that, you know, you have, you have a wide range of friends, but you shouldn't listen to all of them. Um, you know, one of the things I think, in, you know, like to your point about someone walks into a meeting and rocks your world because they come up with some random, you know, whatever comment, I think you can fix that with one knowing like, 
my wife always had this his saying, like, if the people aren't invested in your success in the same way they're invested in your failures, then you really shouldn't be taking their, their feedback too seriously. Like, you know, take it, but know whether or not you should act on it is a totally separate thing. And over time, you get very good at starting to understand this is someone like, like yourself that I can trust with a, with a difficult conversation and get some feedback. And I know that if it works, you'll be happy for me. If it, if it fails, you'll be sad for me. And you're personally invested in that sense. But at the end of the day, you know, if I totally bombed out, you're, you're not going to pay for my lifestyle so I can keep my family going, right? So take it for what yeah. it's worth and everyone comes with their own baggage. So I think that's another important piece is when you're, when you're talking to people about the challenges you're going through or the dip in confidence or you're trying to gain that confidence going forward, you know, just make sure you're talking to the right people as well and framing conversations that yeah. are very productive versus, you know, kind of roundabouty and you leave and not really getting much out of it. Um, that for me has always been a big thing as well. Yeah. And I, I try to communicate to my team as much as humanly possible to listen to everyone, but filter liberally, Yeah, you know, and that's, yeah. and that's important because if there's one thing, everyone has an opinion Yeah, and the chances of them actually understanding uh, the nonprofit sector is, is quite small. Sure. Sure. Um, most people don't understand. They think they do. And that's the dangerous part. Yeah. You know, I, I think that the nonprofit sector has done a horrible job at communicating what we actually do. And well, yeah. the people outside of the nonprofit sector do a horrible job of, 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 uh, of trying to understand what it is that we do. Yeah. And so there's, there, there's, you know, that adds up to miscommunication and misunderstanding. Yeah. And me, and me, me getting bummed out. Well, I, you know, I even go further with the whole nonprofit industry that, you know, one thing that I really hate about it is people really don't act with confidence. They act as if they are second class to anyone that's making money. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of just permeates every conversation, um, how they ask for money, how they talk about the work they're doing, how they talk about success. Like it's always kind of second mm -hmm. to somebody else's story. And I, I've always struggled with that. You know, like you can, you should be able to walk into your CEO's office and be like, look, we're doing damn good work as a nonprofit yeah. professional. You should be able to talk to your family. Like, no, I'm doing the important stuff that gets left behind and I'm solving real issues. I mean, and, and that I find is also just a problem with the industry overall. Um, but again, my team, very different. I sat in on a call this week. I haven't sat in on a team call in a long time. And I was like, man, they're really just killing it. They know what they're doing. They, they you know, they need some help and we got some structure and we're going to do that. But you know, we try and give them confidence as well. That way they can keep going. Cause it's, you know, it is, it's, it's a big issue. And I, I think that, you know, if I think about when you and I kind of went through our burnouts and stuff, I mean, for that, that's, that's like the most extreme level of losing your confidence, right? You're like, you're totally listless. And, you know, you, you kind of take that on physically. You're like, I can't get anything done. And all of a sudden you start hyperventilating and, mm -hmm. you know, everything else is kind of like unspiraling from there. And then you have to find those little, those little anchor points that you can stand on. You mentioned uh, your triggers are your, your, the outside, but you know, your family, your friends and maintaining your sanity as a uh, mission driven. Entrepreneur. I'll be honest. I, I don't, my family and my friends have very little impact on my confidence. Uh, and that's Interesting. probably because for so many years they weren't supporting me in a sense. Like they were, they were acknowledging I'm doing the work, but they weren't, actively supporting me and they they also weren't actively going either way right so i just learned like my family and friends 
they're great people. They often don't know themselves in my head. I'm still struggling with that sometimes. So how could they accept in total success or total failure know how to support me? Like in that middle ground, they, you know, I'm going to say like, oh God, wife, dad, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Like they, they just don't know. And, and so if, if you recognize that and you set your expectations there, then you don't get too bummed out if they don't get it or too overjoyed if they're like, mm. you know, it's like you, you kind of, you learn to smooth it out. And so for me, that, that personal stuff, I keep that personal. Um, mm. But the most personal stuff that I do that gives me confidence, just work out, go for a run, you know, like interesting that like just burn it off the negative energy, push your limits personally. That's a big one physically. Mm. But then honestly, I think the other thing I do personally, like within my own spaces, I will look at old pictures. I will think about what we started with 15 years ago. I will reflect on the fact that a lot of my most successful friends, I mean, we're talking 20, 50, $100 million companies, friends, they're 15, 20 years into the same business, the same product, a single country. And here we are working on three to four different things across you know, platforms, not a lot of clarity, and we're succeeding. I feel good about that. And I, I do reflect back on that, not as a way to pump my ego, but just to keep my ego in check and be like, look, you're not looking that far down. You really are looking forward. And I think that's where I, that's where I draw most of it. Um, you know, that's a really great, that, that, that's beautiful. Richard Brubaker, that's beautiful. You know, it'll like, you know, to take that some gives me time, a lot of confidence. Look at those old photos from 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 14 years ago, and just meditate on them. Yeah. You know, just 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 take it in. Yeah. Uh that's that's a really that's a great piece of advice. I'm gonna do that after this call. It's that's great. Powerful. I have like five or six pictures that I can look back on. I'm like, we changed someone's life. I know mm. it. Because I know those five faces. Now, did I change everybody? No, but I changed those five, right? Um, and I think back to like, even when people do give me the external, it feels good up front. Like, I feel like you said I, that was beautiful. That, that made me feel a little bit good, but it's not what sustains you long-term. And I think like, that's where that ego thing happens, where you're constantly looking for the external validation Someone's saying that. And I think that could be its own problem because without it, you don't feel confident anymore. And I only learned that through my own kind of experience. Because at one point I was very much like I was waiting for people to tell me how smart the idea was, how good the organization was, how good, like you're looking for that, right? Because you feel like you've yeah. earned it. But the reality is like you haven't. And that's the, that's the, the switch that happened. If you could give advice to a young Richard Brubaker 20 years ago. Yeah about maintaining confidence yeah as a mission-driven entrepreneur what would you what advice would you give don't look at the external stuff don't don't take that too seriously like if one of your friends is winning an award if if you're not making a lot of money if you aren't receiving the recognition that you think that you deserve at that point don't let that knock you off or to make you feel less confident in your mission i think the younger entrepreneurs probably struggle with that a little bit more than the older ones do the second one is really be clear on your mission. Be sure that the work that you're doing is what you want to be doing and that you can clearly say over the next 5, 10, 20 years, 
If I keep chipping away at this, I'm going to make an impact. And then I think the third one is surround yourself with a team and with an ecosystem of people that either keep you excited, keep you energized, enjoy like learning about your work where you can share, but also where you're learning from them. Like it's a, it's a mutual exploration that you're all on together where when you need help, they're there for you. When they need help, you're there for them. And yeah, occasionally you're there to pat each other on the back over a beer. Um, I think if you've got those three things, you got a long way. You're, you're going to be in a, in a much better position. And yeah, get eight hours of sleep and work out. That, that will definitely help as well. Well, the three things that you do to, that, or three pieces of advice you give to yourself from 20 years ago to help you boost your confidence or help you avoid the, the fallout of. Uh, the, the one that I would say that I would start with is just trust your team. Um, you know, build your team, trust them. Uh, they will, uh, you can let go. You can, you can let them, yeah. um, make those big decisions. Yep. The next one I would say is more of a personal finance, which I keep mentioning over and over again in these, uh, on these calls. Yeah. But I think that a lot of my, uh, confidence was probably took a hit because I had no money. Yeah. And I think I could have just fixed that by just saving 25% of my, mm-hmm. my, my salary. I think yeah. that that I, I could have done that. I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, and I did that at a very, at a very late age in my life. And then the, the other one is uh, I'll just back up what you said, which is personal health. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that being a real focus yeah. um, and spending, uh, you know, an hour every day just on, um, mm my body, yeah. making sure that I go to the gym. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I, I read, uh, yeah. I, I take time for me. Yeah. Um, I would say those, those three things. It's, it's, it's a path. And what I found is the more I got comfortable with the fact that it is a path, the more confidence I have in myself at the end of the day, right? Like I, I watch a lot of ultra yeah. running. I watch a lot of, you know, back through packing, things like that. You know, you, you will have setbacks. And I think when you're when you're an earlier entrepreneur, when you're in your early 20s, you're going to take those little setbacks very differently than when you're a little bit more seasoned. Um, and yep. I only learned that by getting seasoned, right? So earlier on, I mean, I would say actually the, the hardest part was I made like five or six years without any knocks to my confidence. It was when I, like my middle 30s, when like things kind of stalled out 10 years ago, I'm like, wow, am I really that good? Or what, like, what was it? What, how can I get that back? And, you know, that's the worst thing you can do is like try to, to break it all down and, and fix the past, like learn from it, but don't try and fix it. And don't let that hold you back from actually what your next steps are. And that's what you don't have time for when you're on a trail or when you're summoning a mountain, like you got to keep moving forward. And that's, that's a big piece as well. Even if you're unsure, just take one step and find something that you're sure of. Yeah. And also, I think that, you know, we talk about, you talked about risk there and, 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 and pushing yourself and all yeah. that. I do think that like age really does um, play a role and, and a positive role. Like yeah. my role in the nonprofit sector is different from someone in his late twenties, late twenties. I'm bulletproof. I can right. go into a situation and get my ass kicked left and right, take, take risks. Yep. Um, my, and, and, and that's what my value was. 
that's what I could bring to the table. It, it wasn't experience. Right. It, it right. wasn't knowing what I was doing was the right thing to do. Yeah. That is not what a 20 year old has, yeah. has to offer. Um, but what a mid forties year old, someone in 20 years in the industry, I am going to be more risk adverse. Yeah. I have experience. I know what's going to work and what isn't going to work. Yeah. And I just need to be, I have the, I need to have the confidence to say, yeah. this is what, I, what my, what my role is. Yeah. And it's, it's great. It is, it is needed. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's relevant. And that it's very different mm. because I look back with like, you know, rose colored glasses thinking, yeah. oh, Hey, it was oh, super I, easy back then. And in reality, it wasn't, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that's what I was So, you know, I was thinking about like risk you know, looking back on things, it's just like, you, you look at the risks that you're taking back then, they're actually much larger than now. And I think that it, more than anything else, sometimes messes with my head. It's like, why am I looking to take such small steps? And I'm so afraid of those. And that can actually gnaw away at me. And again, just start taking small steps. And actually, you know, if you look at whatever it is that you're working on, it can have a huge impact. That's all that matters. And if you're clear about that, just start getting you know, start getting going from there. And you're going to find confidence along the way. Even if you're not really sure, you're going to find people along the along the path that you want to buddy up with. And it's just going to kind of start to naturally happen that way. And I think that's where things get really fun is, you know, you get lost. You, you don't have all the tools. Move, keep moving, right? Because if you had it all when it started and, and it fails, well, then you really suck at what you're trying to do. But if all you had was one of the 32 tools you needed and you're on your own walking backwards and you worked it out, that's going to give you a lot of confidence. So don't be so afraid of the of the daunting tasks that are ahead of you. And I think. I agree. And, you know, it's interesting. You know, I, every time I'm, I, I got into a conversation earlier this morning uh, with a, with a, with a woman at a coffee shop and, and, and we were talking about the library project yeah. and, and what we do in China um, and what we've done in the region over, over the years. And, uh, and, and I could see, the next question that she had was something to the effect of, well, are you doing this in Thailand? And I, da, 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 da. and I was like, I just cut her. I was like, and I have no intention of doing this in Thailand. <laughs> I, I, I love Thailand. It's yeah. great. I, yeah. I'm going to do something else here. Yeah. Like, like I love what I, I do not want to start another country. Mm. Like I don't have the energy, but I, like, I'm not, I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah. Like, but I might be, I might be. So we're, we're a little bit different in that regard. So we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, you've, but you've always had multiple, and this is something I've, I've really respected from you. You've always had five, three, six, two, yeah. 12, yep. 150 different ideas going at all yeah. times. But whether it's an app helping migrant kids yeah. to, you know, you name it. Yeah. And, and I have always been focused. Yeah. We have, we have our mission. We yeah. have our vision. My job is to say no. Yeah. And so that's where we're really different. Right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you landed in Thailand and had like eight different organizations uh, in like, in like a week and a half. You know, I, that, that would not surprise me at all. I'd be like, yeah, yeah it's Richard. He's just, well, he starts nonprofits. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying uh, 
I will be there shortly, and I will likely be starting the first one within the first week. <laughs> so, and I'm pretty confident in that because I'd already been having that conversation before pre-COVID, and I'm now picking it back up again, and one teaching gig as well. So I'm, again, like just making the jump to Thailand for three months or for a year, for a month. Like I don't have any fear of a big pivot right now because I'm starting to lay those 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 steps in front of me before it even happens. I think, again, build all, build the airplane on the way down, but know what parts you're looking at when you get started, right? And so, you know, and, and it's interesting you say that. I, I, you know, there is one country that will remain nameless mm. for right now, but like I've been working on expanding into this, this, this country for um, 12 years. Wow. And, and, you know, I, I'm picking that up next Friday. Right. Um, and it's 12 years, yeah. you know, it's, and it's a, and, and it may not happen for another 12 years, sure. but eventually it will. There is only one that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in expanding into. Hey, <laughs> you got a single focus, man. And you know, you got to play the long game. So that's a good play to, that's a good way to end it.